Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Can only mean one thing. Live after hours with Chuck Bowser, RCDD, your favorite, your favorite RCDD. Don't 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 try to pretend like I'm not. We all know that I'm your favorite RCDD. Just go ahead and admit it. Just get it over with. I'm your favorite RCDD. We know it. We know it. Welcome to the first After Hours live stream of 2024. Got lots of stuff to cover. Lots of stuff. Um, took a break there from Christmas to the New Year's. I was radio silent. I did very little social media posts and stuff like that. So yeah, I needed it. I absolutely need it. So, you know, we always start every show with, what are you drinking? Because this is an after-hour show. What are you drinking? Tell us in the chat, what are you drinking? Okay, so TikTok feed, see what people drinking there. Nobody's drinking anything. I'm drinking a tea because it is cold in Florida. Cold. It's like 40 degrees. <sighs> Supposed to get to 80 degrees tomorrow. <laughs> people wonder why I'm sick. Because it's 41 day. And 80 the other day. So I'm drinking tea. Put in the chat box. What uh, what are you drinking? It's after hours. You know, adult beverages are allowed. Oh, my favorite tea. Earl Grey tea. Love it. Love it. So we're going to cover a couple things. We got some job questions, interview questions, some big seed conference questions, stuff like that. Oh, I forgot to do. The acronym challenge. Oh my gosh, how could I forget to do the acronym challenge? Here, let's throw it up there. Here is the acronym challenge. DAS. D-A-S. DAS. What does DAS stand for? I'll give you a hint. It has something to do with the conference, the winter conference coming up in a few weeks. DAS. What does that acronym stand for? Hmm. Hmm. Let's check the chat box. Is anybody answering there? Nope. No answers there. Anything in the TikTok feed? Nope, nothing there. I'll give you guys a few more seconds because, you know, it might be kind of hard to type in. What does DAS stand There it is. Anthony, 10,000 points. Distributed antenna system. Michael McCuppa is in the house. You both typed it at the same time. So you both are winners. Winner, winner, chicken dinners, both of you guys. Excellent. Good job, guys. So what is a distributed antenna system? Does anybody know? Right. So it just basically makes use of multiple antennas to provide like coverage for cellular Wi-Fi police all within a building. You know, it's just it's one of the newer technologies that our industry's doing. And when I say newer, I mean yeah, last, I don't know. Five, ten years, something like that. So it is a hot thing. So everybody's means to pay attention to it because it's an additional revenue generator, revenue generator. And that acronym came from one of the uh, presentations that's going to happen at, at the Big C Winter Conference here at the end of this month. It's called the, the it's called the significance of in-building distributed antenna systems for small cells for 5G. That's one of the things. Put in the chat box or in a, in a comment. Have you ever been to a Big C conference? Do you plan on going to a Big C conference? I'm going to be at the Winter Big C conference. It's uh starts on the 28th, Sunday the 28th this month. It goes to February 1st. I will be there 
Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yes, I'll be there. I won't be there on Thursday, but I'll be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and and stuff. So it'll be really cool. Really cool. There's some really cool things happening. Oh, by the way, I'm doing a, a meetup at the conference. I'm doing a meetup. You know, anytime you go to the Bixie conference, they always have that big Bixie sign where everybody always goes up to and leans on and takes pictures. Maybe there Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. I will be there to do a meetup with everybody. And guess what Chuck's going to have? Stickers. Stickers. Yes. So remember, Tuesday, 4.30 p.m. Should be after the last presentation, right before the exhibit hall opens. Uh, I'll be there to be giving out free stickers. So make sure you stop by, say hi, have all that fun stuff. And I've got some pretty cool things happening there as well. This is my first Bixie conference as press. I'm going to try to do a uh, podcast episode with um, with Wise Components. I've had several people reach out to me, wanting to meet up with me. I'm bringing my gear so I can record stuff. And it should be really, really cool. So it, it, I always love the Winter Conference. I've, I've been to one conference in Vegas, but the, all my other conferences I attended were always the Winter Conference because that's the end of the year one. That's the banquet. That's the big one. That's where people are coming out with the uh, the new things for the year and stuff. And uh, I can't really wait up, wait for that. So uh, a couple other things, else things before we get too much further along. Um, remember... Uh, here we go. Where is it? Um, it's under captions. There we go. Captions. The 2024 RCDD study group. It starts on the 18th of this month. Registration closes in seven days. Seven days. So if you are thinking about getting your RCDD or you want to join a group to help you get your RCDD, follow the link right there on the screen, bit.ly dot bit.ly forward slash 2024 RCDD. It's a 23-week course taught by me and Phil Klingingsmith. Phil Klingingsmith. He has more letters behind his last name than I do with mine, as somebody pointed out to me on <laughs> on Facebook not too long ago. Yeah, it's a 23-week program. We meet Thursday night, 7 p.m. virtually. We go through 70 pages every week. Well, we talk about what was in the reading, answer questions. They're recorded, so if you miss one because of work or whatever, you can always go back and attend it. So go back and watch it. So 2024 RCD Study Group registration is closing very, very soon. Oh, um, also, something brand spanking new that I have not told anybody yet. I got merchandise. Yes. Let's talk K-Wing merchandise and Wire Monkey merchandise. Yes, so let's here's do this. So if you go to well, there's the uh, the RCDD page. So if you want to see what's what all is in the RCDD program, you can go to that page. Let me close that page. So if you go to um, bit.ly forward slash capital LTC merch, you will find merchandise for the thing. Let me see if I can't pull it up real quick. Bitly merch. Alrighty, pull that out of here. Flip back into the program. Turn off the sharing. Go back to the sharing. There it is. So yeah. So if you get if you type in that URL, it'll take you to this page. Scroll down, and you'll see the shirts. The wire monkey shirts will be put in tonight. 
Right now, I only have Let's Talk Gaming shirts in there. And then you, if you want to buy one of those shirts, just click on the shirt. And guess what? It's coming from Amazon. Amazon. Right? So it's a great way to support the podcast. You know, please consider doing it because the podcast needs money. <laughs> it does need money. It costs money to, to do all this stuff. And and uh, I want to make sure I keep providing good value content to everybody here. Right? Everybody here. Uh, also, at the Bixie Conference, some close friends of mine uh, are competing in the Bixie Skills Challenge. TJ and uh, Sean Rep. A couple of friends of mine are presenting there at Bixie. Lee Renfro, Gary are presenting doing outside enclosures. Um, Kevin, I think, is doing a t- uh, something there at the um, um, at the women's conference too. So, lots of things going on there. Lots of good things going on. Did you see last week's show? I had Jeff, the three sixty electrician. Yes, Jeff, the three sixty electrician, was on the show. Next week will be the show with Chuck Lowerman, industry icon. He was supposed to be on a couple weeks back, but I'm working through some audio issues with that with that with that episode. So I hope to get that published out by next Monday. Next Monday. Lots of good stuff going on, man. Lots of great, great stuff. Now, let me see. Let's go and uh, flip over to the chat. Let's see. Old Sergeant is in the house. How can RCDD add value for licensed electrical engineers working in data center electrical design above 600 volts? Huh. Well, that's not really my forte. I don't really do much above 600 volts. I'm of the opinion that it's never a bad thing to have your RCDD credential because you might be doing stuff above 600 volts now, but you might get the opportunity to do some work for some stuff that falls under 600 volts. So I would consider it, um, consider it a challenge. It's, it's something you can do above 600 volts. There is some stuff in the data center design stuff in the RCDD, but the RCD is more broad space. It's not just the data center stuff, but I would I would consider it. So here's the first question. This is actually the this is actually three questions coming from one person, and they're all related to job interviews. So it says, Chuck, I'm applying for a new job. The only job I've had to date since an adult was a, a job I got through word of mouth. I got it from my brother-in-law. I didn't even have to do an interview. I'm applying for a new job, for a job that I really want. And I've got the technical questions and expertise questions down pat. I'm worried about the simple questions like, tell me about yourself. What is your greatest strength? What is your biggest weakness? How can I answer those and not come off sounding like an idiot? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we all sound like idiots when we had them questions. Let's, let's, go, let's go with the first one. Tell me about yourself. So when you start with a question like that, just start off with, like a brief introduction, just a something, uh, give them your quick career um, synopsis, especially highlighting stuff that's going to be beneficial to them, but get that done in less than 30 seconds. Focus on any, any relevant skills that you might've acquired, any achievements, any certifications, um, but just remember, keep it short and concise. And, and don't forget, you can always ask them questions too. You can. To answer your second question, what is your greatest strength? We all have hard times talking positively about ourselves, don't we? We do. We always we always face that. You know, I don't. I don't like. I'm that way. So, think about the job that you're applying for, and choose a strength that's going to be relevant for that position, and then 
try to give a specific example for it. For example, say something like, uh, my greatest, my greatest, um, skill, my greatest strength is problem solving skills. In my previous role, I was a project manager and we ran out of, um, uh, we didn't have a tester on site because there, our certifiers were all on a different job site and stuff. And here's how I solved it. Right. Something like that. It's pretty simple. It's not, it's really, really not that hard. And then your, to answer your last question, what is your biggest weakness? Biggest weakness. I could come up with a list to fill four or five pages of my biggest weakness. But when you select a weakness to discuss, new lab mic. No, I've always had this mic. I've had this mic for three years. Um, when they ask you what your biggest weakness is, try to pick a weakness that's not going to be directly connected to the job that you're applying for. You know, like, for example, let's say that you, you quit your previous job because of management. Well, don't go in there saying, well, I quit because of management and that's my biggest weakness because they are a bunch of blithering idiots and they didn't, they didn't want to listen to my suggestions. Well, that's going to give the new people, you know, they're going to say, well, if they had problems with previous management, maybe where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So try to pick a weakness that doesn't really going to apply to that organization or that job that you're applying for. Does that, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah, so... Mark Higman's in the house. Hello, Mark. Mark. And then a LinkedIn user's in the house. Hey, Chuck, I'm not sure who you are because you're just logged in as a LinkedIn user. So, by the way, this is the first live stream of the 2024. Again, I didn't put, I didn't put it out early. Uh, I think I posted it last night, I think. I got to get better about posting these things out in advance. I really do. But pretty much, th think of it this way. Every Thursday night, 6 p.m., there's going to be a live stream, unless I'm traveling, and I don't typically travel on Thursday. So there you go. It might be local. It might be remote. I don't know. What was that? So let's go through the questions that I was asked about Bixie conferences, because I've been putting out some social media posts. I'm going to the Bixie conference, and, you know, I'm surprised. There's still quite a few people that say, who is Bixie? What's a Bixie conference? I ain't never heard of that before. You'd be surprised. I'm still hearing that. Now, when I look at the overall, you know, it's minor, but, you know, Bixie is the Building Industry Consulting Services International. It's a trade organization that represents the information communication technology professionals and businesses, right? Low voltage. It could be distributed antenna systems, POE, voice data, access control, anything that fits under, under, under the ICT umbrella. And they do two conferences a year. I remember we used to do more, but they do two a year. One in Vegas and one in Orlando. The Orlando one's always held in like January, February timeframe. And the um, the one in Vegas, I think that's, I don't remember. I, I never go to that one. So I can never remember the dates to it. So uh, I've only been to the Vegas ones once, once. So at the Winter Conference, it's it's hosted by Bixie. And again, I go to, I'm going to speak specifically to the Winter Conference because that's the one I like, right? So it's a winter conference, and it's a, it's a place there for you to go um, to network with people, uh, get to meet people, catch up with old friends, take classes, maybe attend a few committee meetings, find out what's going on with the industry. If you ever get the opportunity to attend a Bixie conference, I highly, highly suggest you do because it is well worth your time. I get asked quite often, Chuck, what's my favorite part of the Bixie conference? And I have a I've struggled. I struggle because it's usually 
the exhibit hall, right? Because I love going through there, finding new products, talking to people. But I also like, I also like the annual dinner, the annual banquet dinner too. But this year, I've got again two close friends in the Bixie Skills Challenge. So I'm gonna try to wiggle my way over there and watch them, harass them a little bit. I'm gonna cheer them on maybe if I can, if they if they'll let me, right? So the uh, the winter conference this year, it's uh, like I said earlier in the, in the live stream, it's January 28th to February 1st. It's held over there in Orlando, www.bixie.org or or Google. 2024 winter con Bixie winter conference. You'll find it. Who should attend the conference? Well, obviously, if you have any kind of credential, RCDD, Tech, OSP, DCDC, you should attend them. Even if you don't have, even if you don't have the um the credential, you should still go. Because I'm telling you, there's a lot of great master classes there, a lot of stuff you can learn. A lot of stuff you can learn. What skills are in the skills challenge? Anthony, that's a great question. And um, I actually have a whole entire episode on that. I will, uh, if you if you go to my webpage and look, Bixie Skills Challenge, find the interview I did with TJ Pate. We talked about all those skills because um, I don't remember them off the top of my head. But I know they I know they, they got to take a test. I know they got to uh, terminate and test copper, terminate test fiber, run cables, stuff like that. There's a whole process. It's not just, you get the winner. It's $5,000, $5,000. And again, TJ Pate, one of my friends, he's a returning champion. He's on his second or his third win. So, you know, it's a great way to, to say, hey, you are the best. You are the best. So, yeah, everybody should attend this. Everybody. Customers attend it. Manufacturers attend it. Installers, project managers attend it. Everybody should attend it. What can attendees expect to find from the Winter Conference? I already answered that question. How do you register? www.bixie.com or .org, not .com, bixie.org. And you'll find it. It pops up right there, right? Um, so that the, the conference itself doesn't really start till Tuesday. Monday, they have master classes, and you, you do have to pay extra for the master classes. And then they, they but they also have the uh, code and committee meeting as well. And I'm going to be there at the, uh, uh, at the at the um, Bixie women's meeting as well too. So, and so the next question is: Can you earn a continuing education credits at the conference? So, if you have an RCDD, if you have a Bixie Tech cert- certification, DCDC, you need to get continuing education credits by attending the conference. You do earn them, and they do cross both of them. So, if you have multiple certifications, if you get you if you get your CECs distributed, they go across all of them. So, you you don't have to attend three different ones, right? What kind of networking events are held at the conference, Chuck? The, so the networking events, the exhibit halls one, the, but, the, but the best place is in between the sessions because they usually have stuff out there like you know, bagels in the morning or they might have bagels and donuts, coffee, tea, um, they might have other things. Great place to meet people out there. And I, I remember last year I, got the, I, I met somebody in between one of the sessions. We sat down, we started talking. Cause they give you like 15, 20 minutes between sessions. We talk totally through the next session. <laughs> so it is a great way to get connected with other people in this industry. It really is. Um, how can I stay updated on the conference announcements and schedules? So if you're going to attend, I highly suggest you download the app and then go through the app and then select the ones that you want to attend. Because the problem I always have with the conferences, 
they schedule multiple things at the same time. And, you, and I want to go to both of them. And I can't. Or I forget. Right. So download the app because it'll then you can say, I want to select this event. I want to see this event, that event, and then it'll notify you as well. Or you can do it old school. You can put it in your calendar, put it in your calendar, your Google calendar, your your Outlook calendar. That's a good way to do it. Right. Um, Chuck, I want to do a presentation at the Bixie conference. How can I do that? Okay, well, it's too late to do a presentation at this conference. It's not too late to try to do a presentation at the Las Vegas conference. Watch out for the, the notification. They'll put out a call for presenters. Um, and then they'll, they'll usually tell you what types of subjects they're looking for. But they are also open to other ideas. If you come up with a really great idea, they, they will definitely listen to it. So watch out for the submission details. They, they really are. Chuck, what are some good things to bring to a Bixie conference? Lots of business cards. Lots of business cards. Or if you want to get that old school like me, <laughs> right? Um, or, you know, some people got those cards where you can scan the QR code and put the information. Bring some way because you will go through a bunch of cards. Not me. I'm bringing, I'm bringing business cards. I'm bringing stickers. I am bringing my recording gear, my my stuff so I can record stuff. Right. Make sure that you and that even though they typically give a backpack and and credential and uh, stuff in that as well. Bring a bring a, your, your laptop if you want to stay up with your emails during the day. Also, make sure that you bring like a writing tablet, right? Now, I do suggest that you dress comfortably because uh, it's going to be Florida and you never know. It might be 40 degrees one night and 80 degrees the next. You just don't know. And you might be doing a lot of walking, so good walking shoes. Um, and also, if, you, if, you, like, if you're a smoker, like the, um, the, the they got a smoking thing outside, right there outside of the building. It gets kind of chilly out there, so you might want to bring a, uh, a, a coat too as well, right? Chuck, can I provide future? Can, can I provide feedback or suggestions for future winter conferences? Well, I know when they do, especially in the app, there's a way that you can go and you can rate um, the presenters, and you can also provide feedback there as well. And I bet you, if you would send emails to them, I bet you they would also allow you to do that too. So, I'm super, super excited about going to the. Bixie conference. Um, those are all the questions I had. I did just, they were all pretty short, quick, easy questions. Does anybody have any other questions? We do have a few minutes left. Uh, bring your great attitude as well. <laughs> Very good. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. All right. Let me see. I've got a question come in here. Let's see, what's it say? Whoops. Pull up that menu there. Oosh. Ken Gibson, look up Bixie Cares booth. I will definitely come by. I always donate at the Bixie Cares booth. Um, have you guys announced who is the um, the nonprofit that you guys are going to be supporting? Um, I always stop by and always donate to that. Always do. Always do. So this question comes in, wants to know about bonding and grounding. Chuck, what is the best way to run a bonding conductor from the bus bar in the telecom room to a row of multiple racks. Why can't I just run a conductor from the first, from the bus bar to the first rack and then daisy chain the first to the second all the way down the lines? Someone told me that this was not acceptable. It's not. It's not. Um, the best way, if you got a multiple 
um, telecom racks in a telecom room, the best way to bond them is to run one conductor from the bus bar to the furthest conductor in the row and then attach it. Now, when you put it on there, make sure you scratch paint off that rack, okay? And even some of the racks, even like my, my, my CPI rack right here, right? Um, it's got a stud on the inside rail that you can attach to. I would still take a piece of sandpaper and scratch around that because you don't know what oils and stuff might be left on that after the manufacturing process. So you want good metal, metal contact. Attach that. And then any racks in between, right, you're going to run a short jumper from that rack up to, by the way, that, that conductor that goes from the bus bar to the furthest rack. That's called the TEBC, the Telecom Equipment Bonding Conductor. So any of the racks in between, you're going to run a short jumper up. You'll strip off a little bit of the jacket off of the um, off the TEBC so it exposes copper. You'll strip a little bit of the jacket off the, the, the conductor you ran up from the first, the second, the third rack. Line this two bare copper up and then take a, listen to this, irreversible compression style fitting. Irreversible compression style fitting. And crimp it on those two coppers together. Okay. Do not use a split bolt. Okay. Do not use a split bolt because split bolts are not irreversible. They come loose. I still see them. I was in, I was teaching a class somewhere at, uh, on the road and the company I was teaching at had a Bixie lab. And they had split bolts on their bonding and stuff. So it's like, no, don't do that. Also, you really should, you really should test it as well. So what you want to do is you want to take your volt ohm meter, put one lead on the bus bar, put the other lead on the furthest um, telecom, the furthest relay rack in that room, and you should get 0.1 ohms of resistance or less. 0.1 or less. If it's higher than that, you don't have good metal metal contact, right? Now, I, I, you know, the thing is, is um, a lot of people are going to say, but Chuck, my leads aren't that long. Okay, got it. So what you do is find out what gauge conductor your leads are. Go pie a piece of wire that's long enough to reach out there, crimp a, uh, an alligator in on it, clip that on the bare metal on that rack, attach that to your lead. I'm sorry, take your voltometer, <laughs> take the red, and then the, the the negative and the positive, and then put that wire in between, get that number, write that number down, and now you can put the you know the red on your bus bar and the black with the long lead to the bus bar, and look at the new number, subtract it, and it better be 0.1 ohms of resistance or less. Okay, so there is there is a way that you can do it. So Michael Michael says I just bought the 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 Bendy manual on distributed antenna systems. I think you mean Bixie manual, not Bendy, right? I think he means Bixie. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? We are out. We're at three six twenty seven, six twenty seven. Waiting for any other final questions to come in. You know, first first live stream of the year. I didn't really expect to have a whole bunch of questions, but remember, so if you want your questions, submit them to me in advance. I document them and bring them to the next week's show. Next week's show will be live as well. Next Thursday night, six p.m. All righty, so if nobody has any other questions, let's go ahead and close this live stream down. And I hope to see everybody at the Bixie conference because I am super excited. I cannot wait to go. I'm I want to go now. Can I can I go early? Can I go? I'm actually I got a hotel room over there too. <laughs> All right, everybody. Till next time. Remember, knowledge is power. That's it for this episode of today's podcast. 
We hope you were able to learn something. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future content. Also, leave a rating so we can help even more people learn about telecommunications. Until next time, be safe.